Welcome to the Tanakh Podcast. Today, Shmuel Aleph, Perak Zayin. Chapter 7 in Shmuel Aleph is a chapter in which, for a change, everything goes right. We read here, from the day that the ark went to Kiryat Yarim, twenty years passed, and the Jewish people start following God. And Shmuel at that point says, If you're really sincere, if with all your heart you're returning to God, it's now time to remove the idolatry from your homes. And you need to serve him exclusively. And if you do that, that this constant existential threat, the plishtim, will, uh, you will vanquish them. And indeed, this is what they do. And they remove the uh, idols, and they all get together in a place called Mitzpah. And when they have this huge gathering in Mitzpah, it would seem, uh, one of the things they do, by the way, there is, they draw water. All the commentaries want to understand, what does it mean drawing water? We've never, ever seen this as a means of teshuva. And here there are some fa- fabulous explanations. Uh, Rashi, for example, explains that it's a simahach we remind ourselves that just like water can be spilt and never be picked up, so our lives are so precious. And there are all sorts of other interpretations as well. Um, but here we have Vaishpot Shmuel at B'nai Yisrael B'mitzpah. Shmuel acts as Vaishpot. What does he do? He guides them. They fast all day. They all say Chatanu Lashem. Quite something. Now the Philistines are watching and they see a huge gathering of all the Israelites in Mitzpah, which is a, a, a central place. It might even be what today we call Nebi Samuel, um, overlooking Jerusalem and a very, very strategic location. And the Philistines assume that the Jews have come together for war. They assume that they're going to attack. They don't know that they're doing tshuva. But at the, at the critical point, the, the, the Philistines start advancing and the Israelites say to Shmuel, you've got to now cry out to God to save us from the Philistines. And indeed, this is what they do. He brings the the sacrifice and and God thunders with a great uh, sound and puts the Philistines into shock. Is this as we frequently, when we see this combination, uh, we saw it, for example, in Kriyat Yamsuf, we see it in the story of the war by Givon, the southern campaign of in Sefi Yoshua. We see it with the story of Devorah. Does it mean that there was like a thunderstorm which disrupted the chariots of the Philistines? Who knows? But we're told in verse 11, Israel launch an attack and they pursue the Philistines and uh, win the war. And Shmuel takes a stone and he calls this place Eben HaEzer, the, the, the stone of helping, Evan Ha'ezer, the stone of assistance. And he says, Adhena Azaranu Hashem. 
until this point, Hashem has helped us, God helped us with this victory. Now, this is fascinating because if you go back to the failed war in chapter four, there they also um, went to war in a place called Eben Ha'ezer. And it's probably not the same geographical locale, but from the defeat at Eben Ha'ezer in chapter four, um, we now have the victory in Eben Ha'ezer. And one has to say that this scene here is, is almost the ideal. This is what we've been shooting for the whole way through the book of Shoftim. It's, it's fascinating that at the end of the chapter, we also see over and over, we see Shmuel as a Shofet, Pasuk Yudzayin, Basham Shafat et Yisrael. And when he, in his house in Ramah, Shafat et Yisrael, the word Lishpot. If you want, I'd put it this way. In this chapter, Shmuel becomes the ultimate Shofet. The ultimate Shofet because he manages to lead the people in Shuva, in rejecting their idolatry, and therefore he also leads them in war. And one might ask the question, how did Shmuel become so successful where everybody else failed? And I think one of the most beautiful scenes, very touching scenes, we see in Pasuk Tetvav and Tetzayin, Vaishpot Shmuel Israel Kol Shmuel, the child who grew up in the temple, he judged Israel all his life. What do we mean here by the word judge? I think we mean by spiritual influence. He guided Israel. He cared for Israel. He he um, shepherded Israel. How do we know this? It says, He went on a tour every single year. And he, he, he did a national tour. He went to Betel and Gilgal. I imagine what he did in each of these places is that he guided and he showed people that he cared and he preached and he taught and he encouraged. You know, in a later chapter, we see Shaul, a young Shaul, coming to a town that he doesn't know and they say that Shmuel is there and he says, oh, we can ask him about our lost donkeys. We've lost our donkeys. Shmuel would be the guy to talk to. In other words, he creates an environment whereby he is accessible for people's little problems in life. But he also guides the people in slowly, slowly, and it takes him 20 years. And only after 20 years does he manage to bring the people to a situation where they are ready to envisage that they can actually reject the Arabodazara. And he creates this huge national gathering, which leads to an, a phenomenal victory over our sworn enemies, the Philistines. And it says, Every year he would come back to his home, to a place called Ramah. And there he would guide Israel. Again, does Shafat mean like Devorah? That he's actually a, um, a judge? Does it mean that he solved, solved all those roles? He was a judge. He was a national leader. Because in the very next chapter, the people are going to come to Shmuel and talk about setting up a monarchy. So it's clear that Shmuel is the national leader, the Torah preacher, and in, if necessary, he is also the leading light, this inspiration, when they go to war. But it takes him 20 years. You know, I work in some of my jobs in year programs here in Israel, in Yeshivot and Midrashot, and uh, frequently people are looking to the year in Israel to be a quick fix. They're looking to shift somebody's orientation, to have their eyes light up, to have them suddenly shift and flip out or 
flip in or whichever way it is. And uh, I learned from Shmuel that real deep processes can sometimes take 20 years. That sometimes you have to uh, be engaged. We know it as individuals. We undergo processes that take really many, many years and even decades of our lives. And uh, to make substantial change is not something that can be done in a moment. Sometimes it really takes a long, gentle process in order to bring people to a new place. Thank you for listening. See you tomorrow.